Hi, it's Jesse. Today on Dinners on Me, we have Fred Armisen. We talk about what it's like to leave a show that's so formative to who you are, why he can't stay in hotels in Las Vegas, and how he's learned to enjoy the ride his life has taken him on. I enjoy it all so much mm -hmm. because I was really close to being a drummer going nowhere. Yeah, you're going to want to stick around for this. Downtown LA, it's one of my favorite pockets of Los Angeles for going out to eat. Amazing restaurants down there. We're in Coda. Chef Alex Suzuki got his start at Bouchon, Thomas Keller's famed French bistro. His cuisine is infused with techniques from Japan, France, and of course, Los Angeles. This is Dinners on Me, and I'm your host, Jesse Tyler Ferguson. I don't want to spoil the conversation, but it's been a while since I've seen Fred, and actually, I, I think this is the first time we've shared a meal, just the two of us, one-on-one. -on -one. So without further ado, you might know him from SNL, Portlandia, or Los Espookies, one of my favorite shows, Fred Armisen. Hi, how are you? Hi. How have you been? Really good. Yeah? The same, you know, like just busy doing stuff yeah. and happy and yeah and all that. So this place is so nice. It is nice. Um, I heard that you like sushi, so I picked this for you. Thanks. Is that the theme of everything? Is like we do food, we eat. We just we're gonna have a meal and we're just gonna chit chat. I love it. I have notes. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I won't. I won't look at the notes. I guess. <laughs> so you did an episode of Modern Family, which is kind of I feel like the last time I like truly hang out with you was when we yeah. did that episode. Which is funny that we played... We played ex-boyfriends, ex ex yeah. Yeah, I um, actually just rewatched it before coming here because I kind of couldn't fully remember the ins yeah. and outs of it. It was definitely one of those episodes where I was like, oh my God, like, I can't believe these superstars are coming to play with us. Yeah. We shot it in Vegas. Yes, we did. Um, in, in a casino. And um, in a hotel. In a hotel. I, I never told you. I must have told you the story. I had a little occurrence there. I have a fear of heights. Oh. So I checked into the hotel. I didn't know we were shooting at that hotel. And they were like, you're on the whatever, 75th floor, whatever, something <laughs> yes. ridiculous. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm really scared of heights. Can you put me on a low floor? And they did. And I was like, oh, great. And then the next day of shooting, my call time. Yeah, all the way back up. That's where we shot. Yeah, you are probably like... Your original room is probably down the hall from where we were shooting. Down the hall. Thank I you. thought I was like beating the system. <laughs> also, to ask for a low floor in Vegas is just unheard of. Uh, yeah, totally, and <laughs> like, it's happened like a to, bunch. To, uh, you know, floor two. Yeah, I just I I, I get and especially those. So even like are really even tall. if you weren't near, you know, even if you close the drapes, it's then it gets better. But the problem is the action of closing the drapes <laughs> is like right there. <laughs> well, you know, it's like if you know someone's like not drinking or they're they're sober you, you call ahead and say remove all the alcohol yes, from yeah. the bar you could yeah. have like called I guess and said like please shut the drapes do turn down service oh, now yeah. thank you so much I just didn't know as soon as I you know, when I got it's there is when I found out I did so. not know that you didn't tell me that story yeah okay thank you welcome to Kodo have you guys been with us before I no. never have awesome welcome to Kodo can I give you a little yeah please down? yes please so we are a Japanese breeze show in a sushi restaurant right here in Los Angeles, uh, our district. What are some of your favorites? Everything. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Get it. We'll take yeah. it. What do you think? Like sushi heavy or what catches your eye on the kitchen side? Chicken meatball with 
egg yolk. Oh, Ooh, wow. that's interesting. Yeah. That's actually what we're known for, pretty much. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's good. It's, it's really good. It's mixed in with green onion, ginger, garlic, and it's finished with a raw egg yolk and some sweet soy that we mm. make in house. Sounds delicious. Yeah, that was amazing. What do you think? What, what do you want to? Do you want to try that? I would try one. Let's of those. try that. Let's yeah. try that. We'll share that. Sure. The, the 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 meatball. Sure. You start with the drink. I'm. Can I have the non-alcoholic beer? Yeah, absolutely. I'll have a sparkling water, oh. even though I have water. Gotcha. And then um, I'll do um, spicy toro roll, sure. fatty tuna, mm -hmm. salmon, and salmon roe. Sure. That's enough sushi, right? That sounds. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I'm gonna try that California roll. California roll. Toro. The salmon. And I'll do the Ponzu oyster. Awesome. Thank you. Sounds good. Great. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you guys. Oh. Let me know if you're so now for a quick break, but don't go away. Next up, I talked to Fred about why he wasn't nervous to audition for SNL and why one of my fondest memories of Fred involves him in a bathtub. <laughs> okay, BRB. We're back with more Dinners on Me. Fred was just sharing his fear of heights. I don't have a ton of fears. Yeah. It's, but it, it's I have the, a fear it's the of ones heights. That, yeah, I don't like it. Oh. What about flying? Flying is fine. I'm okay with flying. And also, on, on your show, it ended up being fine. That once I'm around everyone and we're shooting, because mm -hmm. it was deep in the building and right. it was like this bathtub scene. So it became less scary. Although, was Patton Oswalt in that episode? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he was just went up to the window and looked out. But I... I just sort of stayed towards the center. I just don't go by the windows. Yeah. And then because everyone else is calm, I just, yeah. I'm like, I'll just lean on that. And then, then it was done. Yeah. Now it's like a, a nice memory. You were very, very funny in that episode. Thanks. It's, it was like kind of like a French farce with a lot of slamming doors yeah. and um, mistaken identities. Uh, you played my ex-boyfriend who was there in Vegas on, for a bachelor party with your fiance. Yeah. yeah. And through a series of events, you end up in my bathtub. Yes. And uh, <laughs> the, the, there's my favorite line in the whole episode is the conversation's very heated, and you're in this ridiculous bathtub with like laser lights all around oh, that's you. Thing, yeah. And we're all, it's me and Cam, Eric Stone Street, and, and you, and we're all arguing, and you say, Yeah, everyone just calm down, get in the tub. <laughs> <laughs> that's the answer to everything. No, it was, it was great. I'm glad I got to be a part of it. It's, yeah. it's like, it's such a huge show. How, well, how do you feel like in your life, like uh, to have been part of something that gigantic, that must I feel mean, really gratifying. It does. I mean, it was, you know, it was something that changed my life completely. Mm -hmm. um, it was uh, obviously, you know, I, I was working before that, but there was like a whole other level and like people, you know, knew me in a different way. I mean, we're in, we're in people's living rooms every day for, 11 years, you know, with, especially with syndication, like you, it literally is on every day. Oh my um, God. It's, and people who are fans of the show, watch it. It's like their comfort TV. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it changed my life completely. But like, I mean, I was, I was actually thinking about this because you did SNL for 11 years. Yeah, 11 years. And that also, you know, is, has, has to have changed your life completely. Completely. And I just know for me, ending that chapter of Modern Family where I was really excited to, to see what was next what was next, by the way, was the pandemic. So I, I like ran, I was like, yay, what next? And then nothing. Oh my um, God, the but timing. But at the time, it, I did not know that. Um, 
but I do remember like that last episode where, you know, they kind of wrapped each cast member on these sitcoms, you know, for the, for the final ep- episode when, when you're at the final scene and mm. you're done and they, they, they wrap everyone. It's yeah. sort of this like a traditional thing. And they always start with the youngest person, at least on, the, on our, our rap, we started with the youngest person and moved all the way up to Ed O'Neill. And, you know, you knew, you knew when your number was coming because you were the next, you know, oldest person and, you know, the tears would start to form. And it was just this really profound thing. And, um, Julie Bowen uh, was on this podcast and we were were reminiscing about that moment. But I was thinking about, for you, your final episode of SNL. I mean, did you leave with, was anyone else leaving at the same time you were? Yeah, um, Bill Hader. Bill Hader, okay. And uh, Jason Sudeikis. So you you had some other people that were you were yeah. sharing that experience with. Yes, I'm so glad because for for a moment I was thinking he had to go through that experience of leaving that and leaving people behind by himself. So I'm I'm actually really relieved to hear that other people were no, wrapping up was, at the same time. It was really nice that we because we made that decision earlier in that mm-hmm. season, so we were able to also like have a great time that season. Right. It was a decision, so it was that felt really nice that yeah. we could bond over that. And in fact, on the good nights for the show, we're like okay. It's, you know you know at the end when everyone's yeah. waving and stuff we, we were like what we'll do is like put our arms around each other you know me and Bill and we'll step off at the same time so as soon as we hit the ground we're ex-cast members Aww. of SNL you know so uh, here we go and uh, we, we got to share that and then the thing is like we all stay in touch and we're friends still anyway so yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. and when you went back and hosted after you had yeah, wrapped so and, and I'll go back and do you know a sketch or something sure. so the um, the difference is, not that you don't realize it, just that uh, the show kept going, yeah. it just keeps going, so it's just kind of nice that there's not yeah. like, goodbye everyone. Right. It's more like, uh, you know, we're, we're done, yeah. but. Also, I find that SNL does this sort of sneaky thing where they don't necessarily always let the audiences know for sure if this is gonna be your last show. You kind of have to figure it out on your own. Yes. There's no like press release saying no. this is Fred's last show. No. And you kind of have to figure it out, and I, like, I, I I knew when it was your last show because your very last sketch yeah. was this really sweet, earnest moment with um, doing what you love best, which is, you know, singing and playing yeah. you know, your guitar. I mean, I know you play drums, uh, but like you, you were with very good friends yes. in this character that you, that you had created. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what's the joke going to be? And it, there wasn't a joke. It was just, what was the title of the song you were singing? Do you remember? Uh, it's a lovely day. Yeah. Yeah. And as, so when you started singing, I was like, oh, this is it. This yeah. is this is this is his last show. Yeah. It has to be. You don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no it. reason There's otherwise. No reason. Yeah. It's, you know, people get to have a moment. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was it was, you know. I, what do you remember about that night? Uh, the the one the, when, the last night. Yeah. Oh, I remember trying to remember everything that whole week. This is the last Monday mm-hmm. of production for me. And my friends were there. It was also, you know, because it's the last show of the season, there's a big party afterwards. So even that is really festive. And uh, I remember every second of it. But I remember, you know, auditioning for that show. Like yourself, with your show, uh, it changed my life. And I remember when I got the audition, uh, I remember thinking, this, this, my whole life is going to change. Same thing, where I was like, oh, this is such a special. Even just having the audition. Uh, when I passed the audition. When you passed the audition. Yeah. Do you remember anything about your first audition? Oh, I remember the, uh, I remember it all. Hello there. I have your fresh oysters over Perfect. here with grated radish and lemons and ponce. Thank you. There's two of them. Will you have one? Do you like oysters? Sure. So they brought, just for people listening, the prop oysters. <laughs> so they're made of, it's like marzipan it's so a, that we don't. I want you to take a photo. So no one gets 
um, stick or anything. With, with the, yeah, I mean, <laughs> but it looks just fake, like with, with the fake lemon. They look so real. Oh my god, the lemon looks, looks so, so real. real. Um, it smells so real. How do they get that smell? How do they do it? Uh, so the yeah, um, tell me about your audition. the first I was at the same place where the people do the monologue and everything. Yes, yeah. So you actually audition on that that space. Yeah. Wow. And I did. Um, you're, you're supposed to do like a couple characters and impressions and. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. And um, I had come from music before then, so um, I, I didn't feel that much pressure. Right. So you weren't you were nervous? No, because I, my life, I had already been through so much, like trying to be mm -hmm. in a band and stuff. That yeah. I was like, it was already uh, amazing. I was like, I can't believe I'm at NBC. And right. I, I remember just like enjoying it, but not being like, oh, I. This is it. That's so interesting because I, from my Modern Family audition, was also strangely not nervous, even though I desperately wanted the job and I really loved the script. I, um, oh, thank you. My non-alcoholic beer. Sure. Oh yeah, get that, get that sound. What do they call that when you, mouth sounds and ASMR. Is that still you. happening? I hope not. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like people talked about it for a while. I'm, I'm getting nods that it is. Yeah. I, I felt like people talked about it for a while and then I didn't hear about it anymore. It's like a weird fetishy thing. Here, this is for all those. Mmm. <laughs> ah. Delicious. Um, and you're allowed to smoke here, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for our listeners, uh, Fred's smoking a fake cigarette. I hate these cigarettes. <laughs> oh, that's a clove. Um, yeah, I was strangely not not nervous and I remember going in for like the final network test and Ty Burrell was also going in for his network test on the same time and he had been in I think a few times before and they kept passing on him and Chris and Steve our creators were like no this is the guy for Phil Dunphy and somehow he got to that that point again where he was you know auditioning for the network so he was really nervous he was pacing the hallways and I was reading the Sunday Times and I not, wasn't looking at my script I wasn't looking at my sides and Ty and I knew each other a little bit. And he was like, how are you not nervous? And I was like, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm feeling okay. And he was so annoyed with me for not being nervous. Yeah. And they ended up choosing me to do the role after that, that test. And Ty had to go back like three or four more oh. times. And I was the first person of the remaining cast members to get an offer. So oh, you know, it was cool because then I got to like also audition with different people to play cam. And it was like speed dating. I got to like be in the room and like work with all these great actors and did you have input on that were you allowed to say it was quite obvious when eric came in that that was going to be the the right person yeah so well we still don't know if he's the right person we still don't know, you know what i'm saying like let's wait a couple decades and let's see if it's if it settles in i was actually talking to someone to julie about eric i'm like do you think he would play cam today oh interesting, interesting. and i was thinking about obama for you yeah because you played famously very well, by the way. Oh, thanks. Obama on SNL. Probably. In a season where your cast won a Peabody. So it's like you were yeah. celebrated as a, as a group that yeah. year. I think, you know, almost like everything, like there's a lot of stuff that wouldn't happen sure. today. And that's okay. Like I, I liked that SNL replaced me when Jay Farrow joined the mm -hmm. cast, or yeah. like a year after he joined. So at least it sort of, for lack of a better description, corrected itself. Right. And, and sort of kept moving. Right. And evolving. Right. So, yeah, I mean, not just that. I mean, you know, I played, you know, Middle Eastern leaders mm -hmm. speaking in Arabic gibberish. Right, right, right. No matter who that person is, if it's Ahmadinejad, well, I guess that would be Farsi. 
whatever language. Right. Let's say it's fake Farsi. It's just right. like I don't think that's the way to do it now. Right. Yeah. But I don't. I don't say that with like complaint. That's no. just how it all evolved. We've evolved. Yeah. We're yeah. just in a different place. Yeah. As a society. Yeah. Hi. Is the spicy tour. Oh, that's beautiful. California roll. Oh my gosh, it's the prettiest California roll I've ever seen. Thank you. Yeah, try with the guacamole. It sounds really good. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> Don't micromanage my experience. The, no, that looks great. It? It's so good. Yeah, I like it. Um, it was amazing, yeah. Thank yeah, you. Well, it was great. Thank you. Thank you. So you guys can both have it. Thank you. I really appreciate nice. that. Let me take a photo. Um, now, for those of you listening, <laughs> We're talking about doing accents and stuff. That was me doing the waiter. How cool was that? I moved around the room in a way that made it sound... You threw your voice. So I'm just saying my point being that, like, as long as it's convincing, that's all that matters. You do have, like, a wildly interesting background when you're talking about, like, all these different types of people that you've played. I mean, you have... I mean, have you done like a 23andMe? I know, you, I know you know a lot of your oh, I um, did. family I, history. Yeah, through I did a show, um, Finding Your Roots. Mm, okay. And so I'm like a quarter Korean and half Venezuelan and a quarter German. Was it your grandfather? Yeah, he, I, I thought I was a quarter Japanese. You thought you were a quarter Japanese. And then my grandfather was what we thought was Japanese. Mm-hmm. And uh, he changed his nationality or his identity because there was racism against Koreans. He was Korean living in Japan. Okay. And so there was racism against them, so he had to he just change his name, he, and he, I'm wow. Japanese, and yeah. And so when did you, and you found out when On you that did that show, episode? Wow. They were like, we had no record of his youth in Japan. Mm-hmm. So they found, you know, a name that, like, led back to Korea, and so rich Koreans would send their kids to Japan to get educated. Wow. Yeah. That's so interesting. It was, it was because of racism that he, he was just afraid oh, of. Yeah, yeah, brutal. Wow. And by the way, I, I don't say this out of like my, my I don't know, I, I, this was, you know, told to me right. as I was. By a producer on a television show. Yeah. <laughs> you would think. But yeah. uh, no, it was pretty brutal. And your, was it your, is it your half brother? You're, you're an only child, but then you had a half brother? No, I have, a, I have a younger sister and I've got a half brother. My son okay. and dad had a, a kid in Germany, so I've got an older half brother. Right. Named Fabricio. And was that someone you always knew about? Uh, yes, but, but he was in um, East Germany, what was right. communist Germany. Mm-hmm. What, and you, do, you, do you see him a lot? Do you talk to him a lot? I, 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 I text with him a lot. Yeah. And I see him once in a while. I think the last time was like, whatever, 2018 or 19, okay. which I guess is recent. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But I like, I like going to Germany and stuff, and I wish I knew more German. I've been to Berlin once, uh, just a few years ago. Obviously, this is way after you know, the Cold War, but it's a, like, I mean, the, the art, what, what is happening? What's happening? I don't want the sound of my <laughs> Fred refuses to eat in the microphone. I'm actually going to get closer. Mm. Mm. You have to try one of these, um, uh, I'm allergic rolls. to, well, are I'm, you allergic to crap? Avocado. Oh, well then don't touch it. But some of it's not touching the well, guacamole. I don't know if there's avocado in it. We can ask. I'm going to save one for you just in case. You're allergic to avocado. Mm-hmm. What happens? Should we, should we see? <laughs> it's not too bad. My um, mouth gets itchy. My pupils pop out of my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask him if there's, because I want you to try that. <clears throat> no, I just had one. It was great. You did? You did? Yeah. 
It wasn't touching that. Are you sure? I'm really nervous, actually. I feel responsible for I you. I should probably mention anything. Just for awareness for people who are allergic to avocado, <laughs> please give if you can. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so lame that I got to do this, but I'm supposed to. This is the one time of the year where all the networks come together to raise money. <laughs> yes. It's like, we got to do it. Please tell your friends about it. Uh, it's, it's not a disease. It's an allergy. That's the one thing I got to get to people. Like, it's not a disease. It's an allergy. You know. <laughs> Did you have, as a as a young kid, like aspirations for doing what you? I know you, music was your initial first love, but did you have aspirations? Yeah, to- yes, in the in the way that like, the people who I liked in music were kind of comedic in their own way, like David Byrne, the the singer of uh, also Mark Mothersbaugh from Devo, mm-hmm. Keith Moon from the Who. Like there was something about them that was like more than just being a musician. They right. had like a visual thing going on. So I right. think I was always focused on that. Mm-hmm. And then I do remember like seeing guests on David Letterman mm-hmm. and I was like, what is that? Right. Someone who sits down and like says funny things. And it, it wasn't like, it wasn't a feeling of like, I gotta do that. It was more like a, a curiosity. Right. Like how does someone get to be that person? Right. Were you ever on Letterman? Yeah, a couple times. He is the best. He, yeah. I feel like we like kind of like got a new sense of humor yeah. as people. I'm saying, you know, like just fr- from that show. Mm-hmm. I've, and I've talked to him since, you know, mm-hmm. the end of his show. And he's, he collects drum kits. Oh wow! So we've talked about that, and, yeah. and he's great. He's he's great to talk to. And I don't know. I'm just happy for his existence. You know? Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm I'm grateful that I also got to like just be in his orbit for. Yes. A moment, yeah. you know? There's and also certain now that people, the show's done, now you, you were actually on, which is... Yeah, and great. there's probably no, no opportunity to ever meet him again now. That's not true. <laughs> That's... Stop it. Are there other people that, like, you... I mean, I'm sure with SNL, it's just a revolving door of people that you admire. Are there people that you felt, like, enamored by? Oh, a million. Like, I can't... If I start thinking of them... Because for different reasons, yeah, too. So there's a million music people... And then, you know, ex-SNL cast members, like from mm-hmm. the first cast, yeah. oh, it's a, a shock to mm-hmm. see, to hear their voice even. Yeah. You're, you know, there they are. Yeah. And like, uh, you just knew, knew them so well. So it's kind of endless. But yeah. Because I imagine, I mean, we got it a little bit on Modern Family because we'd have these great guest stars like Nathan Lane would come in, you came in, like, um, it was Matthew Broderick, it was, it was Tyne Daly, like people that I like actually truly was like, oh, I'll never meet Tyne Daly. Yeah. Um, you know, and there she was. But I, you know, with SNL, it's like literally every week you're guaranteed like this new person is going to be a part of your, you know, yeah. universe. Yeah. I mean, there's just uh, there's just a million. I, yeah. I like, um, especially you know, the thing that's weird for me is people who I didn't know about that much, mm-hmm. who are like new in my life, like a sort of famous baseball player or football player, okay. because I don't follow sports. Right. Right. If there's a famous football player, that's that's a new thing of like, wow, look. Because it's so removed from like what you do. Yes, and then they're so great at what they do, mm-hmm. like this huge body, like this giant, and like mm-hmm. oh wow, this. And they're also they're so famous in their world, right? So that just getting to witness that, I really like. What is their I, world? I definitely feel that way about. It's mostly musicians for me yeah. because unlike you, I, I don't have a foothold in that world. Um, I, I don't know those people, but for some reason, musicians just like kind of make me speechless. I can understand that. Yeah. It is like they have like a magic to them or something. They have like a yeah, superpower. Yeah. It's crazy because, they, you know, a lot of them are people who I paid money 
to go see and like wait in line mm-hmm. and not see them in magazines and stuff. And it, it's amazing to like all they of a sudden. Up, they show up to your work and they do a, a, a two song set. Yeah, or oh, yeah. also they're hanging around. Yeah. So the, there's, there's a casual, there's not like, hello, nice to meet you. They're actually just around and then you get to see them relaxed, which is right. crazy. Oh my gosh, this is there. amazing. So we have here our nigiris. We have the tuna, toro, kingfish, yellowtail, ikura, and salmon. Thank you. Oh, it looks great. I don't remember which ones I got. Just let's have just, whatever. Just go for it. Yeah. Just go for it. Yeah, it's amazing. really great. Thank so you. Good. Yeah, awesome. a little fishy. <coughs> yeah. No, no, because it's, it's fish. <laughs> yeah, it's delicious. This was great. Now for a quick break, but don't go away. Next up, Fred and I talk about his many interests, including, believe it or not, DJing. What I did is, I don't like loud bars. Mm-hmm. I'm not into bars anyway, but I, I don't understand when, you, like, when you go to a bar and you can't talk. Yeah. And everyone's screaming, so I purposefully brought folk music. BRB. We're back with more Dinners on Me. Fred and I were just talking about the different people he's impersonated while being on SNL. Um, am I right to understand that you were out DJing a few nights ago? I, you know, I live in LA. Yeah. And I love it here. Oh, I thought you flew in for this. Well, I do this thing at record stores where I play covers. You know, I'll bring a guitar and I'll book it and I'll just play some punk rock covers for no reason, just because I like to do it and then people show up for it and then we being the record store and and whoever, Mm -hmm. people show up and it's like reminiscing with a group of people. It's really fun. Just covers. So then... through that, someone asked, like, hey, if you're going to do that, would you like to DJ at this uh, bar? And so my instinct is always just to say yes. Like, all right, sure. You're going to ask me to do something on a Sunday night at 8 o'clock? doesn't seem too late. Sure. Yeah. And it was just an hour. But I, I like doing stuff like that. Stuff that's, like, um, very, like, local. Uh-huh. Not special. And it just makes me feel like I'm really here. What is what does DJing even look like now? Because I grew up in New York, in uh, like the mid '90s, and like I had friends who were DJs, and they would be strapping you know records to the back of their bicycle oh. and milk crates. <laughs> well, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like DJing like dance music or anything mm-hmm. like that. I just brought stuff from my record collection. Mm-hmm. I brought vinyl, and then uh, you just play a song. What I did is I don't like loud bars. Mm-hmm. I'm not into bars anyway, but I, I don't understand when you, like when you go to a bar and you can't talk. Yeah. And everyone's screaming, so I purposefully brought folk music. Ah. So nice, quiet, nice, quiet music that you could barely notice as a favorite to everyone. I'm like, <laughs> like, can we just be quiet? So I, I did. I just brought some, some folk music, and, and it worked out great. It was just an hour. So it was like people were just, you know, having drinks and having talk. They weren't, yes. they weren't sitting there listening and no, dancing. Okay, no, gotcha. no dancing. People were just, yeah. And it's, it was such a small place that it was just like a hangout. If you play folk music, can I please come and dance, though? Oh, yes. Then like, I, yes. That would, be, that would be a good invitation. Yeah. yeah. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, it, was, it, was, it was nice. It was just for, like, it was, like, for long enough, and right. it was no distance. It was, like, right in right my there. house. Yeah. What other things do you do that keep you sort of feeling like a human being? Doing those covers, just because I like the act of remembering chords mm-hmm. and, you know, and lyrics, mm-hmm. and it seems... Uh, like 
uh, ego less and that it isn't about like, hey, I wrote this song or right. anything like that. Um, doing stand-up locally. And then I guess maybe record shopping kind yeah. of makes me feel that way. Mm-hmm. But Where do you like to go buy records here in LA? Amoeba's great. Yeah. It, it'll always be great. There's a place called Permanent Records, just around. There's a place called Record Safari right mm-hmm. in Los Feliz. You're such a savant. Like, I love that you don't put yourself in a box. Like, I really feel like you have, like, achieved the, the like, you know, you admire people like, like David Byrne. Like, I feel like that if you wanted to know how do I get to that place, like, you, I feel like you have. Like, you've, you've gotten to that place. Like, you do so nice many different you. things. And you do them all really well. Jeez. Um, but what I, and I've heard you talk about this a little bit on, on other interviews and podcasts, but um, what I really admire about you that I think is so unusual for a performer is that you don't, uh, you don't take anything too seriously and like you are really truly there to have a great time. And like for, I feel like for a comedian or someone who's like looking for laughs, that's just such a rare thing that like, you know, you, I've seen you do sketches where it's like, the laughs at the end, like you, you, you stick with something and you don't bail on it yeah. because you know the payoff's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that just, I feel like for me, I, that takes a lot of bravery. I mean, it's because, especially on a show like SNL where you are kind of workshopping these things in front yeah. of new audiences every week. Yeah. And um, I just think it's a, it's a really cool quality <clears throat> that you have. That's really very nice of you. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. I hope it was recorded. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and I hope it didn't sound like I said, sometimes you aren't funny. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, I think it's because uh, I enjoy it all so much mm-hmm. because I was really close to being uh, a drummer going nowhere. Right. That, that's all. And, like, there was, like, there's a version of my life where, like, I would have just kept playing in bands and stuff. And there are people who are so great at being in bands that they go on to great things. It just wasn't in the cards for me in that way. Yeah. So because of that, everything just felt like fun. I haven't died yet. I, I didn't need to use past tense as if I had died. <laughs> so, uh, um, but uh, this is so corny, but like I still am amazed that I, I get to do all this stuff. Yeah. Because even your show, no matter how long I've been on SNL, that yours seemed like a legit show. Like, no. a, you know, meaning like, whoa, that's like in there. You know, so even that is like, uh, you know, mm. it's, a, it's a good feeling. That's very sweet. Are you going to eat the rest of this? There's so I've, much sushi. I'm starting to get full. I know, I'm full too. The rice is really good here. Um, it is great. It's, it's like, um, it almost looks like brown rice, but I don't think it is. Is it? It might be. It seems, oh, unless there's sauce in it or something. No, no. Um, what else? What else? Or nothing else. Let's, or nothing else. You know, let's talk about, let's get into, like, what, <laughs> po- politics. <laughs> well, did, you did uh, SNL with some politicians, I'm sure, as well, right? Yeah, that's pretty crazy because um, I like thinking about, like, what do they know? Right. Like, Al Gore was on, and I was like, he must know, like, secret doors. Right. Yeah. You know, and, like, access to the White House in a, in a mm-hmm. very... I was at the White House Correspondents' Dinner one year, that was one of the perks of being, you know, on the cast of Modern Families. We got invited through the ABC News. They brought us. And I was sitting, uh, I wish I could remember all these people at the table, but like Colin Powell was at my table. And, you know, like our, our, our country's leaders. And the next day is when they captured Osama bin Laden. So all these people at this dinner knew what was happening. And like, we're, they obviously couldn't say anything. 
But like in hindsight, I was like, holy shit, like that was going on. I, I was at that one too. I'm not, yeah. I'm not event dropping, <laughs> but, <clears throat> but uh, because Seth hosted. Yes, Seth that's right, was, that's right, that's right. And um, yeah, Obama was up there. Yes. And the whole time, like he knew, and he was making like jokes and. And he was very funny. He was really he was funny. He was really good. I can't believe it. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able day. to keep it together. We were still in DC. Like I was yeah. like checking out of my hotel and like it was all going down. I was like, oh my God. That is intense. That's intense. That is. Talk real. about like compartmentalizing. Like just like. It's so major. So major. And then. Like I can't even like have an argument with my husband and then like go about my day. Like I need to finish that first. Yeah. I need to put that in a box, finish it. I, I wouldn't be able to be like, if there's garbage oh, I have to throw out, <laughs> that, you know, that comes first. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Wow. Yeah. I, know. I was born in Montana. You know, I did, um, you were talking about Finding Your Roots. Is that the one you did? Yeah, yeah. I did um, Who Do You Think You Are. Okay, so the same, same idea. Who Do You Think You Are? Yeah. <laughs> Which was, I guess, the network version of that, that show. And traveled all the way up to Alaska to follow my great-grandfather. Oh, they send you... They send you places. Wow. Yeah. He was, he was um, accused of murdering his aunt, and then there who's, was... Who's he? My, oh, my, my great-grandfather. Okay. Uh, there was... I mean, he had uh, many, many issues with the law, but then he had a whole other, like, second life after he divorced his first wife and, and met my great-grandmother, and um, he ended up, like, bringing a, a gold mining exposition. Like, they traveled from New York all the way up to Alaska to, um, what do you call it? Shake for gold, what do you call that? Mine for gold, pan for for gold. And like people died on the the travels going to Alaska and he got up there and then there was like, there was no no gold in the river. And he had sort of like come back with his tail between his legs. But it's this really fascinating story of this guy who I'm actually named after. Um, Oh, so your family knew about him? Yeah, we knew about him. Like like, it wasn't a surprise to you? No, 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 no. But it was all kind of new information. A lot of of this stuff was new information to me and to my, my dad. My grandmother at that point was no longer alive, but I, I don't, I kept wondering, like, would she be upset that I'm learning all this stuff out about her, her father that she probably knew about? No, I should be fine with it. I think she would be fine. Yeah. Let me see if I can channel her. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I thought Nana? you'd find out anyway. Nana, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was a cool experience. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how many, like, all the family stuff, it's like so much secrets. Yeah. I'm sorry, so many secrets. Yeah. With everybody. Yeah. Were you one of those, did you have one of those families that sort of swept things under the rug, or did you guys talk about things? It's, it, our family was so um, separated and, like, all over the, like, the different, in different countries, and that there was nobody to sweep, to hide anything yeah. from. It was, it was like a lot of just kids in different countries. Yeah. So my parents, I'm the first generation American. Right. So. So I didn't mean like different countries like, ooh, international travel. I just meant that that's where they were from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't bragging about traveling. No, it didn't seem that way. Okay. Well, now it does in hindsight. But I, w- but I wasn't, uh, but I wasn't traveling. <laughs> like, can we just do the rest of this in silence? <laughs> yeah. Is that possible? Yeah, just, just this, just like. <laughs> you, all you hear is like, blink, 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 blink. Which is, by the way, one of, my, one of my favorite sound effects when there's like tension. Oh, it's so good. In a comedy, it's just like the scraping of the silverware. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It always makes me laugh so hard. Because it is aggressive. Oh, 
yeah. And it's real. Like, yeah. it is, like, when things are quiet, like, blink, blink. And also in television, at least, you know, for Modern Family and probably other, many, many other shows, but, like, the sound department is so sensitive to that stuff. So, like, oh. they're constantly asking you if you can do something quieter. Oh, my God. And it's like, but I'm zipping up a jacket, and that's the zipper's going to make the sound that the zipper's going to make. Yeah. No, like, is that the jacket you're wearing? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's the one that was put in my, yes. my dressing room. Yes, this is. I think this. it is the one. Yeah, they always do ask that. Is that what you're going to wear? And yeah. I was like, I think yeah. so. Like, has it ever been any different? <laughs> Okay, so and then yeah, every, any piece of clothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even any piece without of even without zipping, there's always something. Right. Some like well, and they have cr- a whole set of crinkly. props that are like well, that's just gonna say that. Like also, like if you're gonna go do a scene where you come in from a grocery store. Yes. If you're on a sitcom or any TV show, really, I, I assume I've only done sitcoms. You, you, they have special bags that are only made here in Hollywood that don't make the crinkle crinkle sound. They'll add it in post. But yeah. they don't want it to be live because they don't want it to overlap with their dialogue. Yeah. And you know, it's all you're always walking in with like the, the baguette of French bread and like the yeah. the carrots with the with the, yeah, the yeah, stem yeah. still on. And, and it's like, kind of rubbery. Yeah, it's kind what of, is it made out of? It's like a plasticky. Yeah. It doesn't make any noise. No. Sound stuff is just. I, I mean, don't want to sound like I'm complaining, but now I'm going to sound like I'm complaining. But oh my god, there's a lot of sound issues, and I guess. Good sound makes for good production. Yeah, absolutely. So it's important. I mean, our, our sound department was nominated for multiple Emmys, so I should, I'm not complaining about them at all. Like, they, they did what they did very well. But, like, you know, when you're up there acting and you need to zip up a jacket, I'm like, I, I don't know what to tell you. It's going to make a noise. Can we just, like, can we can we fake it? Yeah. Or, <laughs> or could we be okay with this one thing? Or there's a car in the Disney. Yeah. And like, well, yeah. I'm like, yeah. No. Our sound department would always be able to hear an airplane, like, 20 minutes before <laughs> anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny when that happens. Yeah, they're like, yeah, where you're like, there's nothing, and then there. Yeah, and then it comes. Yeah, like that motorcycle just went by. That was for the sound. That was for the sound department. What else you got there? I don't know. Little Freddie. I I talked to little Freddie. This was. It it helps that I uh, that we know each other. Yeah, I think when you sit with like a stranger and it's a little different. But I was trying to be the real me. I mean, you seemed like the real you. I think I was pretty much there. I had a feeling you'd bring the real you. I think, yeah. It's like it's just like with a little bit slightly, of slightly. It's yeah. like slightly dumber. So like, <laughs> if if I want to create distance, what I do is I kind of you know um, I, I I suppose and I like I, I just create this wall of slowness <laughs> that people are like it becomes boring. So if someone's getting it like if if I'm not liking the vibe or something like that, you know what was it like working with so and so? Oh, uh, they were nice, I think, and, and I. And everything and it, slows down. Everything slows down. And it does kind of like, they're, they're, the things, you they know, lose interest. Yeah. They lose interest. Yeah. If they're trying to, you know, ask about someone controversial or something like mm-hmm. that, or, mm-hmm. you know, or trying to get dirt on, you know, who's a bad host or whatever. And it's stuff right, like right, that. Right. So. Oh, yeah. I imagine a lot of people ask you that. Yeah. So, um, I, well, I I, one thing I do want to know will you walk me through the conception of one of my favorite characters from, from SNL, Regime? Oh, Regime is just like, I was just writing with James Anderson. I wrote almost all, all, all the sketches with him. And I was just trying to think of someone who doesn't like small talk, who like, mm-hmm. did you ever meet someone who yes, like- Yes, I know, but let's say I know, I know, I know Regine. Yeah, like, um, you know, they refuse to have, like, I'm not here for small talk. I no. just want like, every bit of a conversation has to be like substantial and- Important. Important and like really talk. And move the needle, yes. Yes, like let's really, you know, I've been in Europe for a long time, I'm back and- yeah. Smoking and um, there was just as simple as that. So, yeah, we just. But there's an added element to Regine that she, 
she is very sensitive oh, to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like if, yeah, she, that's that's almost like the same kind of thing. Like uh, I'm, you know, very sexual at the same yes, time. Yes, so yes, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how they are in Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, deal with it. But right. don't you? Regine must have been from the states, though. She's just yes, embodies yes, yes. European. Just very like I, I, I mm-hmm. travels a lot and yeah. talks about it a lot. I mean, Regine, I think appeared on your last episode. Was that the one where your foot ended up in the guacamole? Because that's that I've YouTubed many times and rewatched. I'm, it gives me great joy. I, I love doing it. It was yeah, God, that was so fun to do. Because I just feel like I've just met so many people like that. Yeah, like, yeah. You know. No, she, she was extremely familiar and terrifying. Are there any uh, new impressions that you're working on or trying to hone in on? Nothing of any commercial value. Uh-huh. But Kai Rizdal, you know, like, we're going to do the numbers. And I'm like, you, do you know Kai Rizdal? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He does this thing where, like, he gives you a news report and, like, during the sentence, while it's happening, he pulls it away from you. Uh-huh. So it was like... Uh, People are investing in popcorn, not because of the movies. No, because it's hard to find. He just like goes, he, there's a reason you think that something, people are investing in something. And then he just, he's like, that's not the reason. Yeah. So that's what I'm working on. It's not done. It's not done. We we, we were just, that was like a glimpse of, glimpse of a workshop version of this. Sushi restaurants, not because of the fish. Because it's hard to get rice. And then, (laughs) you know, and you're like, wait, it, it makes you curious about the story. But that's so good. That's, that's all I got right that's now. So good. I love it. Oh my god. I wish I had a better one for who else. No, I, I feel it. like Michael Barbardo. But Michael Barbardo is that how you say his name? Barbar, Barbar, Michael Barbaro. Yeah, from the Daily. Do you, do you oh, listen to him? Yes, but I can't do him. I just feel. I, I love listening to him. Just listen to people because he's. He almost. It's like he needs to like remind people that he's listening if they're going on for a long time, and he goes. Mmm. Ah, mm. Yes, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about because it's almost, it's so noticeable. He sort of also, when he asks a question, he sort of, then he asks a question. Oh, that's really good. I, oh. And I, 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 it's I, so I noticeable. Him. He's, he's but, a comforting listen as well. But it is so, it's like a little reminder. Oh, there mm. he is. Mm. There's someone I saw on YouTube, and I don't know his name, but there's a genre of person who, is really into metal, but they're well-spoken. And this guy reviews, so picture like beard, short hair, but like beard, kind of a bigger guy. And they're very confident, but they're they're proving to you that they're not like a dumb metalhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really into heavy metal, but this guy reviews horror movies. Oh, amazing. This is exactly the kind of movie I hate. But there's a way that they talk, and, and they have a lot of viewers, and, um, and I say they because I think there's like a number of them. Yeah, it's yeah. like a genre of person. Yeah. Black t-shirt, uh-huh. you know, really rock, but really enunciates. Well-spoken. Well-spoken, but very, you know, that, whatever that is, tough. Yeah, tough, but... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's definitely a genre of person. It's a genre. So I, there's not an impression of anyone in particular. Just there's an observation. An observation. It's a type on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for having dinner with me. Thanks. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. Well, no one makes me laugh harder than Fred. He is incredibly funny, and he has this quality that I love in comedians where they just, they'll riff with you. He's a hard person to categorize, too. He does so many things, and he seems to be so good at all of them, whether he's on SNL or DJing at an L.A. bar. It was a really fun dinner. Thanks, Fred. 
Next week on Dinners on Me, I talk about the beauty of aging and growing up in the shadow of fame with Tracy Ellis Ross. And if you don't want to wait until next week to listen, you can download that episode right now by subscribing to Dinners on Me Plus. As a subscriber, you not only get access to new episodes one week early, you'll also be able to listen to them completely ad-free. Just click Try Free at the top of the Dinners on Me show page on Apple Podcasts to start your free trial today. Dinners on Me is a production of Neon Hum Media, Sony Music Entertainment, and A Kid Named Beckett Productions. It's hosted by yours truly. It's executive produced by me and Jonathan Hirsch. Our showrunner is Joanna Clay. Chloe Chobel is our associate producer. Hansdale Shee composed our theme music. Our head of production is Sammy Allison. Special thanks to Alexis Martinez and Justin Makita. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Join me next week 